This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hello, awesome, beautiful people. How are you doing? Yes, the extroverts are like, woo! Introverts is like, ik ga jou nie antwoord So if you want to know how old school I am, <laughs> in my mind, like, because most people like preach off of um, electronic media, right? And then you get old school people, they use the electronic media to print something on paper. And then you've got pencil on paper. Yes, I feel I win. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with this sermon. I'm just laughing and joking because praise God for the freedom that he brings that no man can bring in our life. No woman, no institution, no amount of likes, no not amount of likes. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus for Jesus. Did you know <laughs> we need God to need God? Because I cannot repent and turn to Jesus as Savior to ask for forgiveness if he doesn't open my eyes. So I can see that. So that's why, guys, we don't share it. All the glory goes to Jesus. Hello, brother. Oh, it's so lucky to see all your awesome faces again, people. Let's pray again. Jesus. I just declare that I'm yours, Lord, and this is about your kingdom and your glory. And we are so excited, Holy Spirit, for what your truth and your presence is going to do in our life right now. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So, guys, I want to share a not-so-secret key with you. It's really, it's really close and within reach. But did you know if you stand in front of a wall and there's no way in, there's no way around, and you find a door and you, you need like a door and you're excited because you can obviously go through the door and then you're like, oh, it's locked. Now, obviously you're stuck. You'll be on this side of the door. So now you can make plans and you're like, yes, maybe if I can break it down, if maybe if my phone, if there's signal, I can call for help and you know, they can help me break it down. Or maybe there's a locksmith in the area, like if there's internet, I can Google locksmith. And then later you find out after days and years and months, you now build a tent, a house there. You know I live there because you can't go through. And then you realize all along in your pocket of your jean, you had a key to the door. But if we do not take the key and put it in the door, it will not open up and we will not walk through. And the truth of Jesus Christ sets free. My sissy right there with a beautiful headband. If you ask her, just wave at the people. Guys, if you want to hear a radical testimony of Jesus transforming a life, then you go speak to my friend over there. Just wave at them again. Anybody that's hungry for a testimony of Jesus that radically changes lives, you can speak to my sissy. But now the thing is, she can also tell you, if you, the truth can be available, but if I do not take it, and if I do not walk in the truth of Jesus, I cannot know freedom. And I can print t-shirts about my key and my door that's going to open up and live there my whole life. And be like, oh, I'm positive. One day I'm going to go through and, and I can have a t-shirt saying, my key is coming. You know, show me the key to the door, whatever, like, hashtag keys, hashtag Alicia keys, hashtag Varma keys. You can do, you can do like, you know, be excited and be full of expectation and hope in your heart about the day that you're going to find the key and then walk through this door your whole life without taking the key and putting it in and going through. 
And tonight I want to share with you a very epic, powerful secret key that's right within reach of all of us, but we actually need to take it for that door to open up. And not just in your life, there's people in your life, they are hungry and waiting for you for the revelation of God to be active and alive in your life. My brother knows it. I'm an old school evangelist, people. I've got a tanky, and you do to agree with me now and then and shout amen when you agree. So I get petrol, otherwise I will stop and the sermon will not continue. So, but, but you are rustig, but I'll just take the nod for now. But I know you're walking up, warming up, Darcy. So you guys, today is Resurrection Sunday. Our hearts are excited. Not in theory, because we've seen, we've seen with our own eyes what Jesus does. But now, the question is, what are we celebrating today and why? It's Resurrection Sunday, but what about Resurrection Sunday? So on Friday, I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, I don't want to be, hello, my friend, I don't want to be just like all about public holidays and chocolate. Nothing wrong with a sticky public holiday and chocolate. <laughs> chocolate, not next five minutes. Um, so I think to myself, but Jesus... What is it we are celebrating today when we celebrate, when we look to the cross that today, Friday, symbolizing him being crucified? And I'm just reminded again of his great love for you and for me. That's why he went. God says, for, I, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. That is why Jesus came. And the word of God says, because of the joy set before Jesus, he endured the cross. In Hebrews, he says, because of the joy set before him, that's why he endured it. So you must understand that God, Jesus Christ, he saw and he still sees you as a joy to know that if he dies and is resurrected, you have the option to be reconciled with God forever. And you must understand that that is his heart for you and for me. And we can talk about it and sing about it and have t-shirts about it all our life, but we need to come and say, Holy Spirit, would you make that real to me in my heart? Don't you want to somehow pray with me now, right now? Let's close our eyes. You can just pray with me. Just say, Holy Spirit, Jesus loves me. Would you reveal to me your heart of love to me in a new way, Jesus? I believe it. And I want to grow in your love for me and in my love for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're watching us from home or any place interesting, Jesus loves you and the Holy Spirit is right there with you now and his heart's desire is to minister you, to you as much as his heart's desire is to minister to us right now. So... The fact that we celebrated on Friday is one thing, but today we celebrate not just his perfect love, his holy love, but his awesome holy might. God is mighty. He is almighty. And today, so many years ago, Jesus rose from the dead, paying for everything that would ever be able to separate me and you from God. That's what he died for, is for our sin. What's another name for sin? separation, the things that separate us from God. And that is what he died for. So today we worship and we celebrate King Jesus, the risen one, the one that is alive. But now what are fun? What is the influence and 
It was Badon, I think, that, that gave the word. He said, Jesus didn't just die for us for eternity, but for right now. And that testimony was so profound and precious when he said, you know, because the world can go, yeah, yeah, that's your truth, that's your that and that. that. But if you struggled with anxiety, fear and depression, and Jesus heals you, somebody cannot come to you and say, no, but it's not true. Because you know that you know, and people that know you know that Jesus changed it. So you guys, the fact that Jesus rose, what does that change? It changes everything. Every relationship that will ever need healing in your and my life, Jesus paid for that. Any part of our body, our mind, our soul, our spirit that would ever need hope, encouragement, heal it, healing, Jesus paid for that. Any situation that we will ever find ourselves in where work is going crazy, there was a lockdown, I don't have a work anymore, but I need an income. Jesus paid for that with the resurrection. It is finished. When he said it was finished, this word what he actually meant was, it is finished. Everything that ever needed victory, everything he paid for it, the provision, the victory, the healing, the hope, the hope. Who of you every now and again you need fresh hope? I see that and you guys, because hope is something that is part of who he is and he has a, he has a desire to walk with you and me. And that's why there's fresh hope when we keep on walking with Jesus. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but me, I'll walk on hope of a few days by. I was encouraged, I'm still running on that. And then sometimes I'll run myself low where the tank is going beep, beep, beep. And Marie, it's like, no, I'll just be religious and keep on doing this stuff. Beep, beep, beep. Until my car goes zzz, zzz, And I'm like, oh, wait, Lord, you are so gracious. You're just showing me in the natural that you are calling for me. You are calling for intimate time with me. And I have had a hardened heart on the inside because not spending time with him, our heart starts growing hard. Little by little by little. And then by his grace, I can repent, go back to the place of intimacy and receive fresh hope. And I want to tell you that some of us, we're struggling with hope and we want to pray special long prayers and the anointed one must lay hands on us. But the thing is just, you and I, when we turn to Jesus, we get that fresh hope. So sometimes we are just the problem. We don't turn to Jesus. So I just want to encourage you today, if you are in need of fresh hope, inspiration, whether it's faith, whatever it is, Jesus wants to give it to you, but it comes from a relationship and intimacy with him. So let's quickly just go to Matthew 28. I'm going to read from verse 1. We're skipping a few verses, and the verses we are skipping, you're so welcome to go check out at home. It's where the, the gods go to the Pharisees, and then they talk about Jesus' body that's gone, and then the... Um, Chief Pharisees, they give money to the gods to tell people a lie that, and that, to tell people that they stole the body. That's that in-between part. Let's go. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the gods trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, 
he is going before you to Galilee, there you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold... I am with you always to the end of the age. Did you know that you can't be alone even if you wanted to be? We don't have that option. No matter how deep, no matter how dark the hole might ever become in your life where you find yourself in, you can't be alone there even if you wanted because Jesus said, I am with you always. So, Jesus died so that we can have eternal life, not just one day, but right now. Starting right now, Jesus wants victory in our relationships, in our challenges, in the things that we are putting our faith out for. Jesus wants the victory for you more than you wanted yourself. Jesus wants you to walk in the victory that he has for you more than your desires there to walk in that victory. He is the one that died naked on that cross for the victory of the kingdom of heaven to manifest in every part of your life. We draw him with a lappi on, with a material on him. He was naked on that cross because he paid for all fear, all sin, and all our shame. Any shame the enemy would ever try to put on you, you don't have to take it. You can if you want to, you've got freedom of choice, but you don't have to. Jesus paid so that we could have the option to be reconciled to God in our thinking, in our way of speaking, and what we watch on TV, what we don't watch, how we speak about people, how we speak people. We have the option of heaven and redemption manifesting through our everyday life, everywhere we go. But what will we choose? Because we have the freedom of choice. If we want to be like, oh, praise Jesus, I'm going to be radical and just go like, woo, on a Sunday, and I'm, yeah, I'm on fire, I've got a t-shirt, missions, third year, 1997. Yeah, I, I'm fine, I'm fine. That's really cool. I'm really glad you're on fire for Jesus last week or in 1997. But where are you and I today, folks? If Jesus comes tonight, where will he find us? Flirting with the world? Seeing if we can be cool and good enough according to the world or at the feet of Jesus, worshiping the savior of our heart, the king of our heart, the lover of our soul. So the thing is, Jesus died for us to receive eternal life and a manifestation of heaven, of encouragement, of words of hope for colleagues, whether they know Jesus or not. Jesus wants to love you and he wants to love through you. But he is a gracious God. He doesn't hit you over the head and go, from now on, you will be on fire for me. And you will start speaking this. No, he knocks at the door. Revelation 3 verse 20 says, behold. Another word for beholders. In modern Afrikaans, it would have been like, kijkie, luister. 
No, go Google, behold, it says, see, look. I stand at the door and I knock. And each one that hears and opens up, I come in to him and I sit and I eat with them. That is God's heart's desire for him to be intimate with you in every area of your life, of your thinking, whether you are at work, whether you are outside on your skateboard, surfing in the ocean, standing at a queue in home affairs where you have a lot of time to ask Holy Spirit, does he have a message of hope for the person in front of you or behind you? God's heart desires that, but what is our answer? Because he's the one standing at the door, knocking, saying, I want to bring the victory of heaven down in and through your life. Who wants to partner with me? Guys, that's the best part of Jesus, is he uses the willing. In this world, it's most altered like, who's the fastest or cleverest or smartest or moist or tallest or this? Or your points must be the highest, then we will choose you and all those things. And Jesus says, I don't, I don't look and pick according to this world. My ways are not your ways. I look at the heart. He, he uses the faithful. He uses the willing. I've never like one like been this, this something with something in my life. Once I was third in shot put under nine, but we were th three girls that took part. Um, it was a small small primary school and I still couldn't get to that number one in the podium but it's so funny how we arrive here on earth and something goes like yes come on yes I want to get them that number one because people clap and they acknowledge that person but the thing is God says he uses the one that has a heart for him that has a heart for the things that he has a heart for and that is people and that's why I'm always so excited to go Jesus pick me because that's who he picks Because in this world, like, you know, like with, with the movies, have you you've seen those little league, league like movies with the, I'm going to say rugby, like cricket or um, not, not that. What do they do in America? Like baseball and um, soccer, whatever. And then they stand in the lines and then everybody picks the fastest guy and then the tallest one and then the strongest. And then there's the little one standing like, and nobody picks them. They're like, you can be the water boy. And, um, and that's this world where we live in. And God says he is not like that. The one that's standing in that queue and the one, the cool star quarterback of the school that needs to pick somebody. Jesus is like that, the little one going to the quarterback. Me, pick me, 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 I can, I'm very excited. I can't catch always, but I'm always willing to smile while I run or whatever the random thing is that this little child believes about themselves. And that Jesus is the one that says this one, the one with the passion and the heart, come, come, this is who I pick. So I wanna tell you, God is wanting and waiting to bring down heaven in your life and through your life, what is your answer? What is my answer? Because he wants to do it in the classroom, in the QA checkers. He wants to do it when you're the head of a CEO. He wants to do it whether you are the, the prim or just somebody that has a roommate. You have an audience. God wants to bring down heaven in your life and through your life. What is our answer to that? So let's quickly look at a few keys of like, but practically, how do we make that happen? Like, how do we get we excited? And after you say, pick me, Vadan, what then? After the pick me, so glad you asked. We're going to talk about that now. If you look in God's word, the whole of his word instructs us how to receive life. For instance, his word instructs us to worship. 
that's a key. Like when you're struggling with heaviness, dep depression, sometimes you'll struggle with rejection like I did and a few other traumatic stuff that I didn't work through. Um, and then I had a depression four years on medication. I had depression for longer than that. Jesus completely healed me and people are like, pray with me, Mariette. And I pray with people and he heals them too. But I also give them the instruction of the word of God that changed my life. And then some of the keys are stuff like, oh, you must like figure, go check out those scriptures that say we must take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So whether it's rejection or fear or um, a father or a mama wound, the way you grew up, Jesus wants to bring that healing. But you and I have a choice on what do we dwell? On the truth that will set us free? So do we take the thoughts captive that are lies that are not according to his word? Because we don't have to. We can just chill with fear and with the awful spirit forever. Or we can say, Jesus, you want to make me whole, come and teach me Holy Spirit. So his word is full of instructions. For instance, take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. His word is full of instructions that says, be part of a body like this. That's part of receiving healing because you come into the presence of God and there are people to pray for you and you can pray for people. His, his word is life. And we have the option to either open it and study it and believe it and apply it or not. So it's his word. It's his presence. A key to, for us, to, for the kingdom of heaven to come is if we say yes to worshiping him and being alone with him and getting into his presence and speaking our heart, praying and becoming quiet to listen to his heart for us. Being part of his body means part of his body in the group, and it means alone time, personal, personally with him, but it also means gathering in the family. So God's word, his presence, being part of his body, that is how God gives us the practical ways to let heaven manifest in our thinking. If you do Bible school, if you spend time with other believers, you can, receive, you can start growing and having a biblical worldview. Instead of a secular humanistic one, or a this, or a that. I'm Lars Klumpnamer. Um, but the thing is, I want to speak about the secret key. I haven't told you about the secret key yet. I was just sharing basic main things that the Lord has called us for. It's his word, it's his presence, it's his body. It's declaring who he is in worship when we are alone. It's declaring who he is in worship when we are corporate. That's part of letting heaven come in and through our lives. But I want to get to the secret key. Are you ready for the secret key? Okay, let's start with a testimony for the key. So I'm walking a road with a friend, and she says to me, like, she's really struggling in her walk with the road, up in her road that she's walking with the Lord. And struggling, obviously, when we struggle with our intimacy with Jesus, the struggle is like admin. It just multiplies. It just goes to other areas. It just becomes more. So she was struggling in a few other relationships, marriage, other places also. And she says, she's really struggling. Can we, can we meet and pray? And I'm like, please, can we meet and pray? I have no idea what the answer is. But I know the Holy Spirit, and he knows everything. And he's more than willing. He's the one wanting the victory for you and me. So we start walking around. Once a week, we just meet up, we talk, we pray, we just wait on the Holy Spirit. We trust Him for what He has to say. So we are, share, we are spending time together, and she's sharing a few things with me. And she says to me, Mariette, I do those things. I declare scripture. I worship. I stick to community. The stuff I speak about now, and I always speak about, she's like, I know what is the right thing to do, and I do it. 
there's still something wrong. There's not breakthrough because she, A, B, C, D, F, she mentions it. I'm like, okay, let's pray. So we pray and we, we seek the Lord's face and we, we spend time and then we go away and the next week we still, we talk, we pray, we say, what does scripture say? Holy Spirit, lead us. And she keeps on saying, but Marie, understand what you say. I believe it already. The taking thoughts captive, like um, thankfulness and like we're supposed to serve. That's how we become like Jesus if we just choose to serve. Did you know if you want to be like be a radical testimony in somebody's life that doesn't believe in Jesus and they don't want to hear the word? Because they're like, lose your truth, like, keep it for yourself. Like, don't offend me. I don't believe what you believe. Do you know that you can radically testify Jesus to them by serving them? Because then you become Jesus to them. Because even Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. So that's one of our keys that we have to reach the lost for Jesus. But now she tells me, like, she knows these things, she does all these things, but there's something still wrong. So the one day, I'm driving in and I'm praying about it. I'm like, Lord, what, what, is the, what is the blockage? Because Jesus paid for it all. There's always breakthrough at the end of the day, whether it's now or later, whether it looks like the way I hoped for or not, Jesus is always faithful. I'm going to say that again. Whether the answer for my prayer comes in the way that I anticipated or hoped or prayed or decreed and declared or dreamed or not Jesus is always faithful he cannot not be faithful who he is so I'm driving and I'm like Lord would you show me what's going on you are faithful you are good what's wrong and I just hear the Holy Spirit speaking into my heart she does the right things we do the right things towards the Lord and the husband and the situations but does she want to do the right things? Does she want to love God? Does she want to serve her family? She's doing it, but does she want to wear her heart? And I'm just like driving along. And the next week we meet up. Now we're sitting, talking. Now I'm like, Holy Spirit, you must guide me. You must lead me. Like, how do you want to do this? And I'm first just ask how's your week how's it going now we chat and we chat and at a stage my friend says to me oh Marita, I just realized I know what to do but do I want to and I'm like yes I'll fuss on my stool I'm like yes go holy spirit's so good okay shut up Marie. keep on talking it's your turn that's how counseling works you must go first I'm gonna wait now and um and, and, and we start sharing. And I say to them that's what the holy spirit said to me a few days earlier and that's what I want to say to you guys Reading his word, declaring his word, the tools that God gives us for the victory, for the kingdom of heaven coming. He gives it to us. Many of us have been discipled um, beautifully through awesome people that just want to serve us. Did you know you get discipled because there are people that serve you? That want to disciple you, that want to volunteer so that you and I can receive the victory of Jesus Christ. Whether it's encounter one or um, what's encounter four is new name. Anyway, where we get deliverance, people just coming to worship and serve and pray. And you fast and pray for the people that's in your group. People that don't eat because they want to pray for your and my deliverance. How beautiful is it not? The body of Christ. Glory to Jesus for his body. So... All these things that we can do and we must do them, but here is my question for you. Here is that secret key. 
what is the heart that we do them with? What is in your and my heart when I serve the unbeliever? What is in your and my heart when I honor somebody whose dream came true, which I've been praying for 17 billion years for? I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and you're inside, you're like, <laughs> I'm not saying you mustn't be real. Please do and take that <laughs> to Jesus and to a sissy or a booty in Christ so that you can, because the word of God says, pray and um, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. But this is my point I'm wanting to make is this. We get to choose the desires of our heart. And the world keeps on saying, any lustful or greedy or thought or thing that you experience, oh, you must go for it. Hashtag, you deserve it. We deserve death. Naked on a cross. And Jesus said, I love you. You don't have it in you to save yourself but I have it, I have it in me to follow God. Jesus was obedient even to the point of death so that you and I can have life in the way we think and the way we speak and the way we serve. But sometimes we continue doing the right things, but our hearts are far from Jesus. I've been there. Like later, it's like not going well. And the best is then you get cheeky. Everything I do for you, Lord. I serve like this. I do that. You're like, woo, now you're like the victim God going and like holding up like your grudge against the Lord. Like you, you want to manipulate him now. Like he can be manipulated. Anyway, and then God is still gracious and he opens my eyes. And again, you and I, or me in this instance, because I've done that often, the little show I just did now, just alone, not in front of people. Um, Holy Spirit is kind, and he opens our eyes. He gives us that glimpse where we can see the truth, where we have an opportunity to choose the heart with which we will respond to him. What is in you and my heart? Because that is what Jesus is after. Let's quickly look at the scriptures. and start with Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I have sent you into exile. You are so welcome to go read the rest of the beautiful context of this letter to the children of the Lord who were in Babylon and Israel to get the rest of the context. But that is written for God, for his children, for everybody that says yes to him as father. He says, I give you the right to become my children, everybody who says yes to Jesus as savior. So you guys, we love that scripture and we should, verse 11, speaking of God's heart for your future, it is for welfare, it's for good, like Okay, our connotation to wealth is not that great, but it's old school English. It just means things that are good. That is his heart for us. But let's look at the rest. It says, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Guys, what is the heart that we are seeking Jesus with? Are we desperate for him or not? Because you know what? We can just be like net, net saved. 
for the rest of our life. Lose our urgency, lose our passion for Jesus, lose our zeal, but hey, when I die, I'm not going to hell because I do believe in Jesus as my Savior. Yes, and then you get to reign over a Mickey Mouse crown there one day instead of what you, what you were called for. Because the Lord says we are practicing to rule and to reign for the angels that come. So there are things that God is calling you and me for to, by faith, walk in with Him. It's crazy. It's adventurous. It's scary. You can't do it on your own. But it's very exciting and awesome. But there are parts like when you're walking through the situation where it's, it's scary. But you know what? It's so exciting to see Jesus change people's lives. It's so exciting to see when friends of yours that medically cannot have babies. Where the doctor said, we can't send you for treatment because there's nothing to work with. You can't have babies. So my friend said, oh, now it's just official that God only can make us pregnant. They just kept on walking by faith. So their second healthy baby boy is a few months old. You guys, what a privilege when you start walking by faith and you see these things happening because God wants to bring heaven down in you and he wants to bring it through you for your friends also. I don't know what the needs are of your already paid for it all. And he's asking, who will by faith come to me, lay down your life and follow me and see greater things that I have done. He wants to do it in and through us. So you guys, there's a key and the key, one of those keys is what is the heart with which we do it? Because God says, you will find me if you fast a lot. No, no, lots of missions. No, 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 lots of Bible school. No, no, no. If you seek me with your whole heart. And it's a continuous thing because it's relationship. Let's go to the Matthew scripture. Matthew 6 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth, what we just spoke about now, what we're doing busy with now, it's for eternity. We're just practicing for eternity. Some of the blessings, is, it's awesome to see at this side, but we're actually still just living for eternity. Verse 20, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also but that's not the end let's quickly look at Matthew 7 following chapter he says not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven okay wait. so you have to do the will of the Father that's in heaven. Just like the previous scripture that says you have to actively store up, like live a life where you're busy storing up riches for eternity, walking in obedience, walking by faith. We are busy the whole time storing up riches for eternity. If the Holy Spirit puts a friend of yours on your heart and he says pray for them and encourage them, when you pick up your phone and you send the WhatsApp or the DM or the smoke sign and you go, hey friend, you on my heart, it feels like I'm practicing hearing God's voice. It feels like he's just pressing you on my heart and I'm praying for you. If you want, you can let me know if there's something specific, but otherwise I'll just be praying for you. That step of obedience, you were busy storing up for eternity riches because it's by faith walking in obedience where the kingdom of heaven comes. So God, so the Lord says there's a place where we actually have to, there are works accompanied by what we say we believe. We have to walk in it, okay? Mark 22. 
On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. God wants to know us. God wants our hearts. He wants an intimate relationship in knowing us. And from that place of knowing him, we take the steps of obedience by faith. Because we can take steps of obedience by faith. We can know the scriptures say, look after the widow and the orphan. And we can do that all the days of our life and not have a heart that is after God. I can take my, th my thoughts captive um, that are not in line with the Lord and I can get healing and deliverance from um, depression, rejection, whatever the thing is, lust, fear, whatever. It's all the same. It's just like different pieces of brokenness and distraction keeping us from the fullness that Jesus already paid for. I can take authority and I can disciple many to take their thoughts captive and see them walk in healing and deliverance and still get at the door of eternity and he says to me Mariette you did mighty things there was deliverance there was cool discipleship see what you did as lawlessness yes so guys there's a secret key and the key is just what is the heart that we seek him with because he's not asking have you done mighty things have you done small things he's asking is your heart for me because mine is And he doesn't just say it. He showed it on the cross. His love for you. And you need to understand there's a spiritual battle going on nay, for you not to believe that you are loved. There's a spiritual battle going on for you. Watching this at home, you sitting here. A spiritual battle for you not to believe that Jesus Christ loves you. Because every time we say yes to the love and the living waters of Jesus, everything changes. And we cannot help but respond with a heart that has a desire to see other people know him too. Know healing too. Know encouragement too. So in ending off, there is a difference between choosing to do the right thing and choosing to do the, the right thing with a heart that is soft and hungry and desperate to see Jesus' kingdom come. Will you please stand to your feet with me, guys? Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.